Ooh, here we go. Another one. Bam, straight out of the back. Brody Waters. Post Hadar 2023. Ooh, Brody, he is a scary dude on dirt bikes. So it was really cool to see him absolutely flog it. Um, as always, it's, it's kind of one of those things with racing. It's uh, It can be your day or not. I know Brody's got a lot more in the tank when he uh, when he gets it gets time, really, to put on the bike. But this chat is a really good insight to how he found it and kind of what the future is for him because there's a lot. So go check out Brody Waters. Check out his sweet ride because his bike was ooh, on point. Uh, also on point, on point motor suspension, B&B off-road, whole shot graphics and adventure on store. Thanks to them for helping with us and supporting us and helping us grow because that's all we want to do. The more we grow, the more you share these episodes, the more exposure these riders get. And that's all we want. We want these riders to get as much exposure as we can because at the end of the day, they're the ones racing and doing it. I'm just sitting behind an eBay microphone talking shit. So <laughs> please... Support the riders, support Den 10 Deserts for Tory because it means a lot to myself to try and cross these 10 deserts of Australia to set a world record for Tory Fanane um, and her legacy. So just throw some money in. It would mean the absolute world to me. Uh, enjoy the episode, enjoy Brody, and get after it. Cheers. All right, Brody Waters, how are you, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. It's uh, It's been a big weekend, mate. Yeah, it was a pretty busy weekend. So, um, yeah. It started off pretty well, the prologue, and then continued on. Not too bad. No, look, it was exciting to see you prologue and then and take off. How did you find the track? So, like, there was a few people commented, you know, oh, anyone could have gone fast in prologue at the start, you know, the track was that smooth and all that. But, yeah, there was a couple of the, – the first couple of sand hills, they were smooth. But then where we went onto the junior track, from when I did my first lap – which I was like the seventh rider or something like that to take off in prologue. By the time I went and did the top 10 shootout lap, the, the rough part was no rougher. It was just the sand had formed up with a few berms and that was really it. You know, it wasn't, um, hadn't got any real rough up, but yeah, you always get the people that, yeah, say that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, then come Sunday, the track was just, brutal as yeah look i mean i think we people should know and learn as well prologue is not always where the race is won or lost like you can be an amazing sprinter but when it comes to the actual race just like Fink, it's all about that marathon trying to get through and it's a it's a long race and yeah i mean you can sprint and get get a great top 10 finish but it doesn't mean you're going to be able to hold it for the entire race yeah that's for sure and especially i find it more at um had that the prologue is and as yeah it obviously helps but it's not as critical as fink whereas mm. at fink because you're straight generally it's more dusty at fink than it is at hadar so um at least if you do prologue back a little bit at hadar you can still race forwards yeah whereas at fink you just caught in the dust and then you're like a sitting duck yeah well look there, but, was, um, there was definitely no dust at hadar this year no, there was no dust, and that's what normally I get rid of the roll-offs after lap one and then just go back to normal goggles. But this year I ran the roll-offs the whole time just because even when you're catching the lap riders in the sand, um, yeah, it was sticking to your goggles. Look, it, it was interesting to see that the track form up. How did you find it compared to the last year on race day? Yeah, I found it, like, uh, really brutal. So the, I found, like, lap three or four was, like, what it finished at lap eight last year, you know. That's and the walks were, like, um, they were very square, 
like just vertical walls when you hit them. There was sort of no, you couldn't get into like a flow across them. You just had to crash through them and get through them, yeah, as quick as you can to get out of them, you know. No, that look, was the theory in the end I had is just smash through them and, yeah, out of shape, but <laughs> that's the way that needed to be done. Out of shape, mate. We, uh, I, I think um, I saw some of your footage on that you've posted on your social media stuff. Mate, there were some big moments. Yeah, in prologue, I had a big one. I thought I was going into the lake, but um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> things man. got a little bit wild there. And so did that kind of translate as well then to the race? Because there's a lot of sections that we can't see, and obviously there's going to be more footage coming out over, over the next couple of days. Were there sections like that where you were just having big moments because you couldn't read the terrain? Yeah, it was like that. The The track out the back was a little bit like that. Um, but it's just, yeah, I couldn't get over how square the whoops were. So there was like... They were just square, sharp edges that you're hitting all the time. There was no sort of rolled, no flowiness to them at all. Wow. Um, but, yeah, that, it is what it is. It's the same for everyone. And, yeah, we just had to grit our teeth and get on with the job. Look, and I guess that's the, that's, that is racing and that's how, uh, you know, years you can have it super dry or super wet and this kind of kind of show really what it can do if there's a, just a small amount of moisture. It wasn't overly wet out there do you think that uh that was kind of how you're preparing for the track i mean you knew it was going to get rough from the last previous years but the way you set up a bike did you kind of have it on point for what it was going to be uh, my bike setup wasn't actually too bad i probably went um a little bit soft i was worried that it was going to end up with a heap of fast juddery stuff so i kept my forks a little bit softer to try to look after my left arm that I've been struggling with a little bit. Mm. Um, but for me now I look back and, you know, after the events finished, I probably should have just gone with my normal setup a little bit stiffer and, you know, manned up at the start and not worried so much about my arm. Well, look, um, yeah, you're, cause you but, are having, you are having issues with that arm now. Yeah. So I go in tomorrow to get an MRI done on it, and then I'm trying to work out what um, the soonest I can get it operated on and try to get something sorted um, to get it fixed. Because, yeah, at the minute I'd ride more like 60 to 80% with my right arm and just let my left arm sit there and try to hold the bars straight. But Oof. it it doesn't help, and I was so slow through the tight stuff that it wasn't funny. Yeah, I mean, that's a crazy thought that you're, you're using the uh, majority of your right arm, mate. Do you just kind of get some duct tape and tape your left hand to it? Is that what's going on? No, just like I can hold on but not properly to to what I need to. And I, I have been struggling because I it's easier at Hatter to do it because the whoop sections and stuff, you're not standing up and leaning back for as long. Whereas at Fink, that's where I really struggled because – yeah, you're on your arms a little bit more and you're, you know, you're on your feet, whereas I can get away with a little bit more at Hatter not being the section so long like they are, I think. Um, but, yeah. No, you're right. It definitely uh, it definitely isn't as, as kind of uh, long and straight at Fink, but there are still some really long kind of fast sections at Hatter. How did you find that this year? Uh, they were actually quite good. You know, they were just... They didn't chop up too bad. They were, yeah, they were actually quite smooth this year, um, considering the moisture that we had that I thought they might have ended up pretty chopped and pretty sketchy, but they were actually the 
one of the nicer parts of the track <laughs> and it was actually all right because I rode down there nearly every lap with my left arm dangling just to try to get it into a different position to try to free it back up get and then yeah go again back. yeah well look it, it's exciting to see you come back man and, and definitely um I mean, seventh overall is, is a really cool position to be in, um, especially with your arm the way it is. Do you think you left, like we, we spoke about Fink and you saying you left something behind. Did you feel like you left anything behind with Hatter? Uh, not so much with Hatter because I, I generally struggle a little bit more with Hatter because I put so much dedication into Fink. Mm-hmm. And then like this year, I literally, so my bike finished Fink Desert Race with 9.8 hours on it. <laughs> and I lined up a prologue with 10 hours on it. That's that's the riding I did between both events. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, for the amount of riding I did between both events, you know, like you look at all the other guys that have done Fink and Hatter, they've been nonstop on the bikes from, from both events, you know, um, which for Hatter, that's a big bonus. But, yeah, I don't feel like I left anything. I always said if I could get a top 10 at Hatter, for me, that would be like a podium and then, you know, the extra, you know, sweetness out of it for me was, yeah, to get third in our class. Um, yeah. And to, to beat some big names that, you know, were expected to be at the front. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's more than I, um, could have wished for for Hatter. Oh, absolutely. So I guess that then, then burns you up and gets you ready for next year. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I know now that my pace, if I could sort some stuff out and stuff like that, that my pace actually isn't too bad and I need to ride some more tight terrain because I do struggle quite a bit in the tight stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I know that if I can improve that, that I believe I could be a little bit further up the field. Oh, absolutely. We know you've got the pace. It's just, yeah, it's like it, keeping it up with the guys and the tight stuff is definitely... Where a lot of riders fall back on, you've got these these guys who are just awesome through the trees, and and that's what they kind of practice and, and cut their teeth on. So if you guys can uh, keep it up with them, I mean, there's there's no way and no reason why you can't be up right at the very top. Yeah, that's it. And you know, like it seems like every year they keep adding another little tight section. They changed a couple of sections on the track this year to more tight, twisty stuff, which um, yeah. I really just need to try to get to a few off roads and do a few more things like that just to to get used to riding in that tight twisty stuff. No, absolutely. But then on the other side, did you have many come offs as well throughout the race? Yeah, I had a couple of big ones. Um I actually finished the race with a my face was all swollen, my lip was all puffed up. And um yeah, I had a Half knocked myself out. I've seen stars for a couple of laps after that. Wow, and then, yeah, mate. I pitted and I said to me, little brother, Nick, when you the fuel stop, I'm like, I can't see straight. And he goes, oh, you're going all right. Get back on. See ya. <laughs> so, <laughs> and generally he's pretty harsh. So if he says I'm going all right, I knew I couldn't give up. So, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it seemed to be one of those things where a lot of guys were coming off left, right, and center because, you know, the blower corner or there'd be some skatey sections. It was just hard to read and uh, and stay upright sometimes. Yeah, for sure it was. Um, yeah, my crashes were I was just trying to skim the edges of the whoops and hit a couple of like, bushes that were a little bit more <laughs> solid than I thought. I thought I'll be able to just blow through them. 
and they're a little bit more solid in there than I uh, <laughs> than I was hoping for. Yeah, yeah, you're really pushing your luck. But um, look, mate, you got through. You got that third out in your uh, in class seventh out, right? It's uh, it's a it's a awesome position to be in, especially because of the the lack of time you've had on the bike. It's it's just one of those things that really shows you as a rider, but hopefully, gives you that kind of encouragement to get on the bike a little bit more and and really step it up for next year. Yeah, it's it's not that I don't want to ride the bike, you know, and do the effort. It's just uh, the financial side of things. I have to reality I, I don't have i don't get paid like a lot of them to to ride a motorbike through the week so i get up on monday like monday after had a yesterday i was back at work you know <sighs> there's i i i reckon that there's only one other guy out of the top 10 that was back at work yesterday and that was Corey hammond and i know that because he left straight after the event to drive home and i do think that both him and i are probably the only ones that that actually get up and go to work every morning, you know, we'll back at work on the Monday after Hatter. You know, there's not many that can say that they were back at work and, you know, straight back into it. No, look, it, it is one of those weird things and it, it's it's super unfortunate that we're still in this position where not everyone gets paid what they should for riding dirt bikes and hopefully they step it up. But um, hopefully we can uh, at least see you next year, at least – pushing a little bit harder and uh, I'd think like uh, like you said you, you you wish you had and then at least start uh, pushing the boys at the front as well like you did this year at uh, Hatter. Yeah, for sure I'll be back stronger next year and as as you say yeah it's unfortunate that we all can't get paid but there's no point sucking and carrying on about it. To me it just gives me some more more fire in the belly to to prove all these other guys that you know maybe they need to step it up a little bit more if that's their full-time job. <laughs> oh. Yes, that's what we like to hear. Just rub it in, my friend. Well, look, I'm excited to see you again, my friend. Keep pushing, and hopefully we get to see you uh, maybe at an AORC or some round like that, kind of getting in the tight, twisty stuff and, and improving that speed. But until then, until then enjoy work, mate. Too easy. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers for that.